Hey, welcome back to episode number six of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. Before we jump into today's episode about email marketing, I wanted to quickly share some exciting news with you. Over the last couple of weeks, I have been asking lots and lots of questions over on Instagram about Pinterest. Do people use it for marketing their businesses? Do they know how? Would like they like to learn? You know, all that kind of stuff. And after having a few conversations, I have decided to run a completely free five-day challenge for Pinterest marketing that will get you to your first 100,000 views on the platform. It starts on Monday the 13th of July and by the end of it you will have the essential tools, you'll have a fully optimised Pinterest profile and you'll know exactly how to take your Pinterest account from zero to hero, driving that all essential traffic and those potential customers to your website. You'll receive a handy workbook the day before the challenge begins and then Monday to Friday every morning you'll receive an email from me with a small task, a bit of an action for you to take that day. As I said, it's totally free so if Pinterest marketing is something that you want to get your head around then head over to my Instagram, I'm at UK, and I'll be chatting about it all over there. Well, let's get on with today's episode. Today, I wanted to touch on email marketing. It's one of those seriously undervalued channels and it can bring serious amounts of revenue if used correctly. I know, I've done it. I've I've been there, I've done it, and I actively encourage my coaching clients to use it as well. Just as an example, one of my current clients, she sells um, products online, 73% of her revenue in the year to date, so from the 1st of January up until recording this on Sunday the 28th of June, has come from email marketing alone. It's a well-known stat that for every one dollar that you spend on email marketing the average return is 42 dollars why wouldn't you want to use it don't get me wrong it's one of those beasts that can be a lot of work there are some best practice rules etc etc i could literally talk about email marketing all day long but i won't let's save that for another day shall we So on that note, I'm going to share with you seven automated emails that if you sell online, you can set up once and let them run. And they'll make you money without having to do a lot. It's a small investment of time, maybe some money at the beginning if you decide to hire someone to design and set them up for you. But once they're done, they're done. I mean, I'll always encourage a bit of testing and tweaking, but let's just keep things really simple for right now. I won't lie, most of them are more aimed towards product-based businesses, but if you're selling a service online, then they might just spark an idea for you. Okay, let's go. So, number one is your welcome series. When it comes to email marketing, if you've done any research whatsoever, or if you're going to do some research after listening to this, 
then you'll quickly read or hear the words lead magnet or sign up incentive, that kind of thing. Because one of the hardest things about email marketing is getting people on your list. You're asking for their permission to show up in their private space, their inbox on a regular basis. So as a marketer, it's just kind of best practice to offer something in return for their email address. If you're a service-based business, this should be knowledge. Something that's going to help your subscriber with something and give them a quick result. For e-commerce businesses, it's generally something that's seen with a monetary value. It could be a percentage discount on their first order, free delivery, or maybe even like a gift with purchase. That's a business decision that you're kind of going to have to make. I can't make that one for you. The key point, regardless of whether you're B2B or B2C, you should be offering something of value in exchange for their precious email address and then treat it very well. Anyway, your first automated email should include that piece of free value, whether it's a discount, ebook, whatever it is, and nothing else. Let me just say that again. Your first automated email that somebody receives when they sign up to your list should include that first piece of key free value and nothing else. No other sales message, no, I'm going to jump in your face, you need to buy my thing. It's not the time. Just the thing, leave it at that. Now, you may have realised that I said welcome series because one of the things that I see many businesses do, and I'm talking about the big corporates too, is just sending the thing and then cracking on with their normal salesy, salesy emails. We don't want to be like them. We want to be different and we want to be better. So what's next then, Lorna, I hear you say? Well, we're talking about nurturing here. We can't just go, bam, straight in for the sale. No, like this this pisses people off. Well, it certainly pisses me off. It takes time to build a relationship with people. We can then create a series of emails that follows that first automated email. Honestly, this is going to depend on how deep you want to get with it. I personally prefer a longer series, um, but I can understand that it overwhelms a few people. Top tip, because it's something that many people forget, don't forget to add a delay in between your emails so you don't just bombard people, whether that's a delay of 24 hours, three or four days or seven days, whatever it is, again that's a decision that you can make and it's something that you can test. Let me give you an example. With one client that I worked with last year, we set up a series of about four or five different emails. Let's say we sent the thing. So in this case, it was a 20% discount on the subscriber's first order. Second was an engagement email. So we asked them exactly what they wanted to know more about. We did this by sending an email with all of the main categories that this client sold and kind of it matched their website. What this does is it says to the customer, look, we care, 
we appreciate that you've given us your email address and we want to get to know you a little bit better so that we can tell you about the things and only the things that you want to hear about. Segmentation and personalization are huge when it comes to email marketing and will definitely get you the sales from your email campaigns. So having that information stored in your email database is a big, big plus. How did we monitor this? This will kind of be based on how sophisticated your email marketing platform is, but this particular client wasn't at the time. So we literally segmented based on the links that people clicked. So the actions that they actually took. So if they clicked on one particular category, then we added them to that segment. Anyway, I digress. I told you I could talk about this stuff all day. The next email was a bit of a kind of hyping up the brand type email. So I created a snazzy email that stated five or six top reasons someone would want to shop with this brand. So at this point, it's all about shouting about your USPs. It could be, you know, your delivery offering. Do you offer free delivery over £50 or a certain kind of um, monetary value? It could be the payment options. The delivery options, do you offer a rewards program, share your values, you know, maybe your brand makes a conscious effort to have 100% sustainable packaging, share how many amazing reviews you've got, all of that kind of great stuff. Think about the things that your customers are going to care about and then share them, but do not sell at this point don't even try and sell. We're building a relationship. And then the last email before adding them to the main list to receive all of those regular marketing emails because we have to bear in mind not to send them the normal emails whilst they're going through this process. Otherwise, you're absolutely going to bombard them with so many different messages. So the last email would be a bit of a kind of cross promotion. So they like you or your offer or your piece of value enough to hand over their email address. So why wouldn't they want to follow you on social media too? If you're on Facebook and you do a Facebook Live every week or you pin inspiration of how to use your products on Pinterest, maybe you reshare your customers' photos on Instagram, tell them about it. You should find that you will get some new followers and some much needed engagement from it. One of the main points behind this is the fact that you rarely find a new product or brand and buy it straight away. It's known that it takes between 7 and 13 touch points to building that know, like and trust. And I mean, I've just described four points already. And if they follow you on social media from that last email and you show up consistently and you stay in the forefront of their minds, they're more likely to buy your product. I guess just one thing to mention is to simply try not to put too many messages into one email. We want one purpose, one goal per email. So just as a bit of a recap, email number one, the purpose is to give them what they asked for and do it immediately. Then number email number two is to get to know them a little bit better so that we can send them more personalised messages that 
they're more likely to buy and go on and convert. Then email number three is to tell them why we're so great and build trust using reviews and our values and our USPs. And then finally, email number four is to promote all of the other places that we are to get more followers and more social proof so that we can tick off a few more of those touch points. I really hope that makes sense. Phew, so that's automation number one. Just six more to go, guys. (laughs) Bear with me. So automated email number two is your order confirmation email. So many companies miss out on big opportunities here. It's absolutely nuts. A simple email that once someone has purchased something from you, hooray, you send them, you know, your order number, their expected delivery day, a tracking number if it's applicable. You know the ones. We, we, we all get them. We probably all had too many throughout lockdown. So what and how does that make money, I hear you say? Once again, there's a bit of a caveat that it depends on how sophisticated your platforms are. And also, you could get this terribly, terribly wrong if you try and go OTT. However, you could design your order confirmation emails to include some cross sales of the products they've just purchased. The reason I say don't go to OTT is because I've had a few conversations in the past that when I've mentioned this to some business owners, their faces light up and they can just see it as another spot to add their pretty banner of their latest promotion. Please do not do this. Firstly, these are automated emails. We're talking about increasing revenue per customer, not creating more work for ourselves. So if you have a promotion, let's say once a month, are you going to keep up to date with changing that banner in those emails? Probably not. You're going to forget about it. We're all human. We're only human. It's going to go out automatically and you're going to look silly. Plain and simple. Secondly, these are transactional emails, not marketing emails. There is a very fine line and you do not want to cross it, especially if someone has not given you their permission to market to them. By displaying upsell products only, you are providing them with other products that they might like based on the product that they just purchased, something that is of actual use to them. You're not just trying to flog that thing that you have tons of leftover stock of and you want to get rid of. As a side note to that, if you want to stay away from that fine line, you can use the order confirmation email to build the relationship with your customers. Again, it's not something that I see that regularly. You know, are there certain instructions of how to use the product that they've just bought? Yes, you might send a leaflet out with the product in the packaging, but would it be more beneficial and easier for the customer to, I don't know, show it on a video? If so, can you quickly demonstrate it on video, pop it up on YouTube and then add it to the bottom of their order confirmation email? Maybe you don't have instructions. Um, Let me think of another idea. (laughs) Uh, So let's say you sell handmade homeware, wall hangings of some kind. You could create a roundup blog post of... Uh, six inspiring places to put your new wall hanging (laughs) 
I don't know, with beautiful images that display all of the different places. Pop some of the images in the email and a link to the post, and who knows, at the bottom of that post, you might just have an upsell in there that intrigues them, and then they go on to purchase. Another great way, god the ideas are flowing now, you started something, to use your order confirmation email could be to generate user-generated content. I just said generate twice. You could include a simple message or a graphic saying, you know, take a picture with your new product and share it on social media, share it on Instagram with hashtag brackets, insert your branded hashtag here to be in for a chance of winning XYZ. Many companies do this and it's a great way of gaining more reach, more exposure and it comes at just the really small cost of a prize of some kind. Generally speaking, something again of monetary value is always going to perform better. So think of something like maybe, I don't know, a £50 voucher. That way the revenue, the money still comes back to you. You get my drift. Okay, I'm, I'm still only on point number two. Moving on. Point number three, email number three, your cart abandonment email. Sometimes our intent when we're shopping online is different to what the brand would like it to be. Think about how you shop online and then you might have a bit more of an understanding of when people shop with you. We might like to add a few things to our basket and, you know, maybe the brand hasn't been completely transparent about their delivery costs. We add six or seven things to our basket and think, hmm, let's see the damage and, you know, maybe I'll remove a few things. And then, bam, £10 delivery charge. I'm not being funny. I'm off at that point. Or, you know, maybe we just weren't looking to buy today. We just wanted to add stuff to our basket and see if we could treat ourselves. But actually, money's a little bit tight at the minute, so maybe not. Maybe, you know, I'll see if it's still there in a couple of days or after payday. So one way to encourage or entice these people is to send them an automated email once they leave behind that full-up basket or cart to remind them that they've left something behind. You've probably seen them before. Again, if you can offer a small incentive, then this will more than likely get you more sales and perform better, but that is a decision for you to make. I actually found some stats on a website called salescycle.com and I don't disagree or disbelieve them actually. It states that on average, the open rate for abandoned cart emails is around about the 40% mark and the conversion rate for those emails is about 2.8%. It might seem like a low figure, but that's an additional 2.8% of revenue that you're currently missing out on. But my guess is that you could probably do with it, right? I'm just saying, you should probably be sending these emails. (laughs) Next up at number four is to ask for reviews. Again, another thing that surprises me with quite a lot of brands and something that we can learn from the big guys in e-commerce. However, there are a few (laughs) that get this considerably wrong. You've probably had it yourself. You order something and then three days later, you get an email asking you to review your new purchase you've probably not even got the thing yet 
and that's just one example of what not to do. However, you know when you dispatch your orders, you should know roughly how long it takes to get to your customers via whichever postage or shipping company that you use. And then you should probably give them some wiggle room to actually use hang, wear or whatever it is that they do with your product. So let's chat that through. So let's say you dispatch items within two to three days. It takes five to seven days for the items to be delivered. And at this point, always work on worst case scenario. And then, you know, they may not use the product for four or five days. So in this particular instance, you would set up your beautiful kind of don't forget to leave us a review email with instructions of how to do that and a link of where exactly to go and do that anywhere between 14 and 17 days after the date that they purchased it. Not only is this another touch point to turn them into a returning customers, fingers crossed that they had a great experience and loved the products, but we all know how much reviews can really, really help acquire more new customers. So at number five is an email that will definitely not be suited for everyone, but one that 100% works and I think is stupidly clever. And that is replenishment emails. So if you sell anything that is perishable, for example, you as the producer should have an idea of how long that product will last in use. Let me use the example of the time that I've actually built this and used this in action. So I worked at a baby retailer at the time and we were winning awards left, right and centre for our innovation and e-commerce practices. I'm not going to lie, a lot of it was 100% to do with the CEO and the COO as they are kind of ideas kind of people. But we basically built an automated email and text messaging system from memory about nappies. Exciting, I know. But this stuff genuinely amazes me. And I don't have children. So we sold five different sizes of own brand nappies. They came in relatively big boxes, so quite large quantities. Not like the normal packs that you would pick up at the supermarket like Tesco's and stuff. And with a little bit of research, we were able to work out and ask previous customers, so we organised some research groups and things like that, to find out just how long, on average, a box of nappies would last a consumer. We all know how many of those things babies go through a day. So I don't remember the exact numbers, so I'm just freestyling, I'm not going to lie. But let's say, for example, the box would last, on average... mm, 36 days. We also knew that we had a pretty quick delivery system that enabled us to deliver our products the next day, I think. But it came at a premium. Or we had the standard three to five day delivery. Again, I don't remember the facts, but I'm 95% sure that we had a quick delivery option. So again, we could work out worst case scenario. That was that someone would opt for standard delivery. Let's say it could take at least a day to get the orders dispatched from the warehouse. So in order to get the most conversions, 
we would show up at the right time by sending the customer an email that was automated about six days before they were due to run out of nappies, which means about 30 days after the date that they purchased their original box of nappies. Giving the customers that sense of, oh yeah, wait a minute, I actually do need nappies, so maybe I'll just reorder these again rather than going to the supermarket. Bam, another order, returning customer. Everyone's a winner. Just as an added little bonus tip for you on this particular point, you could actually set up a second email to this particular automated email to send the following day based on the data that they opened the email and clicked it. So they, you know, they viewed your offer, they showed an interest, but for some strange reason, they didn't buy your product. You could then send them a small, I don't know, 5% discount code. Again, all automated. Once you set it up to, to let it run, let it go. And it will just keep bringing in those repeat customers and those repeat orders. But there is a point in which the software, your website, your email database need to communicate to each other and it can become quite complex. So just take that into consideration before you realise that whichever email provider you're using can't do these things. Anyway, email number six. So email number six is all about re-engagement. So one of the things I'll always encourage businesses to do although it may seem scary, is to give their email lists a little bit of a clean out every now and again and get rid of some of the people on your list. And that's all depending on how big your list is, the type of products you sell, and you might do it kind of maybe every six months or a year. This is purely because you don't want to be emailing people who are just not going to buy your products it's much better to have a much smaller email list with a higher percentage of open rates and engagements who are, more importantly, converting. They're, they're spending money with you than it is to have 100,000 subscribers and only 100 people open, engage and actually buy from you. So it, it can seem scary. I get it. But you know it makes sense. <laughs> anyway. This is where engagement emails come in because you can once again set this automated email up say every six months or a year and add whatever types of conditions that you like. It could be send it to anyone who has not opened or not clicked on any email campaign in the last, I don't know, 60 days, 90 days and tell them to take a particular action like click a button Otherwise, they will not hear from you again and you will remove them from the list. Don't panic. They can always rejoin if they become interested at a later date. Or, from a sales point of view, why not use conditions such as hasn't purchased anything in the last 60, 90 or however many days. Again, I won't lie, it will probably have more of an uptake and perform better if you incentivize your subscribers. You may have received them yourself. You know, the ones that the subject line will always be something like, hey, we miss you. <laughs> you open it and there's a 10% off discount code inside to encourage you to shop again. Again, it's something that when you've worked out the conditions, you can set up 
run and if you find the right time delay the number of people that you actually send that email to should be minimal and if you gain some additional revenue there then why the hell not and then last but not least goodness me I love chatting about email is upsell and cross-sale emails In this last point, I wanted to really quickly touch on the art of getting those returning customers. So you can send your subscribers targeted emails based on their previous purchase, including prompts towards other products that they'll like based on that previous purchase. Let's say they previously purchased a beautifully handmade, hand-painted flower pot that you made And now you've decided to stock a small quantity of faux plants that would look just absolutely smashing in your pots. I've got no idea. I'm freestyling again. But (laughs) you know they've bought the pot. So you could simply set up some emails and, hey, I can already sense some of the questions I'm going to get at this point. I have worked in businesses that had 50 to 100,000 SKUs or products you cannot do it for all of them even if you've only got 20 products if you're a one-man band that could be stupidly overwhelming so maybe just pick two or three of your best sellers and work on that process for just them work out some products that would go nicely together maybe they purchase something in a particular color or print you could set up an automated email to tempt them with products that have a similar print or pattern. Again, it can get quite tricky when you get into mixing conditions and working with data, but they 100% will provide you with additional revenue. I have literally no doubt about it. So there you have it. Seven automated emails that if you sell online, especially if you're in a products-based business, you can set up once and let run that will absolutely bring you in more revenue each and every time that they're sent. I hope you found this episode useful and it sparked some ideas for you and your email marketing campaigns. If you enjoyed it, I'd love it if you could pop me a review on iTunes or share on your social channels. If you tag me, again, I'm at Lorna Scully UK. I will 100% share it. It really does mean the world. And if you're looking for some more personalised email marketing advice, then pop over to my website, lornascully.com, and check out my services. But from me right now, I'm going to say goodbye, and I will speak to you in episode number seven.